I know, I know, I know. People always want to know how to grow their social platforms. And today we're going to talk a little bit about what growth actually is, what it should look like, but I am going to give you 10 ways to help yourself grow even more on social media. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Social Takeoff Podcast, a podcast for travel professionals who are ready to use social media to help their business take off. I'm Kelly Haysmith, your host. I'm travel agent turned social media marketer who now works with multiple seven-figure travel agencies to help them infuse strategy and create a target social plan. I'll be sharing all of the tips and tricks of the trade, as well as content ideas and trends that you should be using to help grow your travel business. Let's get started. Have you heard about the Reels Crash Course inside the Social Media Soarers Academy? This course will take you through four weeks of lessons on how to use Reels specifically for travel advisors, transitions that are great for in-destination, voiceovers that will help you do room tours. Everything is tailored towards you, the travel professional. You can check it out today at kellyhaysmith.com slash Reels Crash Course. Hey, 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 y'all. So who wants to talk about social media growth? I mean, I get it. I do. I get it. Everybody wants to grow. And I had this conversation the other day uh, with people because on my on my Instagram, one of the posts I talked about was like how consistency stops momentum, which stops growth. And I believe that. But I also think we have unrealistic expectations of what growth is supposed to look like. We talked about it last week in the five things that I would do differently, you know, and that would be set realistic expectations of myself. And so I do think that we have this idea that thousands of followers is the goal or that the more followers means the more business. And so I want to, before I even dive into these 10 things, I want to talk about what social growth should actually be. What does it look like? How do you know that you're growing if the number of followers is not like climbing crazy? So, and, and, and how can you actually measure yourself? So the first thing I'm going to say is insights are fickle. I mean, just does our social media management team look at insights? Yes, we do. We look at conversion and link clicks and, um, engagement rates and reach. Yes, because there are things that we can do to enhance those things. But I want you to number one, take this pressure off yourself. I have, I have studied, I have worked in, I have paid attention to these numbers and this data. We do make changes as we can based on those numbers, but I'm going to tell you something top, like top priority that if you hear nothing else, hear this. I don't believe in creating content for Instagram. I believe in creating content for your business and your ideal client. And so while there are some things we can do to help improve our insights, there are some things I'm not going to compromise on just to have a bigger reach, 
right? Like I could post polarizing opinions all the time and I promise you I could get engagement because I could piss people off to the point where they're just going to comment and yell at me. And yeah, it's going to increase my engagement because more people are commenting and my everything's going to go up. But why do I want to do that? Why would I bother doing that? Why would I create content to please the Instagram algorithm? I'm not going to do that. Same thing with followers. I can buy followers if I want to or reach. I could just work on going viral all the time and have zero message in it, but I could go viral and get a bunch of views. But what view, what point of, is there of that? If I'm not doing something that's building my business. And so while those numbers are important and we'll look at them and we'll learn how to use them. And if there's a piece of content that does really well, we know that we need to repurpose that and get it in more ways. And so like all of that stuff's important and I can do that. But I also believe that data-driven content is more than just insights and reach and and, and engagement rates and conversion rates and all of that crap. But data-driven content creation is also looking at your business goals and looking at where you are and seeing what you need to make people more aware of. Are you getting constant objections based on one thing? If so, create content that that heads that off immediately. Are you, do you find yourself booking a bunch of something that's not what you wanna book and you wanna do something else? Then you need to create content that points people that direction. So all of that is data-driven content because it's based on your business data rather than Instagram's data, right? And all of those things are important. Um, And I want you to consider social growth, not so much by how many followers you have or is your reach going up, but more in the sense of, is it supporting your overall marketing plan? Is it supporting your overall business goals? Are you leading your ideal client through a journey from through the, the, the buyer phases, from awareness to consideration, to conversion and to loyalty. Is your social media content playing a part in that? Because if it's not, then you, you're not growing. And so that's what I want you to really consider is, is this actually pointing you towards where you want to go? Because if it's not, you're not growing. So don't be so caught up in the, in the metrics on Meta Business Suite that you miss all of the things that could be helping you grow. Okay. I have seen seven figure travel agencies that have less than a thousand followers. You don't need followers to build a business. You need the right followers. I mean, most of you, there's so many ICs out there that would be happy with a hundred clients a year, like a hundred vacations a year. So if you have a hundred of the right interested followers, why do you need a thousand? Like you don't need a thousand people who don't care. You need the number of people, the smaller number of people who do care. And so I am going to give you 10, 10 things that are going to help you grow. But I want you to understand that without these things that I'm just now talking about, without the idea that you are speaking to your ideal client, without the idea that you understand your business goals, that you understand that you can create content that helps support those business goals, that you have an entire marketing plan and not just posting on social media, but that you, you understand that you have to lead them through a purpose. So they find you and then your content helps close that gap. And then you point them to the next step. That's going to nurture them. And you have conversations. All of those things are essential. 
when I, with these 10 things I'm going to give you without those other pieces, these 10 things still won't work. Okay. So those are the pieces that have to be in place. And then once those are in place and those are solid, then you can start using these 10 things to help build and grow from there. Okay. All right. So number one, create a series. So I, I love doing this with my clients and I will always recommend a series, whether it's a real series or carousel series. Here's the thing about a third of people who follow you on social media, see your posts. And we know that it takes up to seven times of someone seeing something for them to take action. So if they, if they only see your stuff a third of the time, we know that if they see something in a series that interests them, they will probably go look at your profile and seek out these other things. So they, number one, if they see the first piece in the series and they want to see more, they're going to go start watching for it. Number two, if they didn't see the first one, but they see like the first and second one, but now they see that three is out and they're interested, they're going to go back and check out the first couple parts. And so creating a series gives you the ability to reach people without necessarily being on their timeline, because you can even use the call to action to say, prompt them. If you didn't see part one, make sure you go back to our feed and check that out. And so that is really a great way to show up on that. Number two is utilizing a call to action um, that isn't used a lot. And that is, there are two, two calls to action on that. Number one is add us to your favorites. And number two is turn on post notifications. So if they turn on post notifications, they know, you know they're not going to miss your posts because they're going to get notifications. If they turn on your fa their favorites for you, and this is on Instagram, that is telling Instagram they want to see what you have. So the likelihood that they will show that you will show up in their feed is much higher. And so utilize, put us in your favorites if you're considering a trip for 2024. Turn on post notifications if you know you want to go to Disney, yada, 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 right? So like utilize those calls to action and that will really help. Number three is mix it up. And what I mean by that is don't post all the same kind of content. You don't want to just use reels or you don't want to just use carousels or you don't want to just use photos. You want to mix it up and use all types of content. And the cool thing about that is you can utilize one topic in multiple ways when you create different content. So like, let's say that your one topic is, should I buy the drink package on my next cruise? You can create a reel, a carousel, and an infographic post about that one topic. And you can utilize the same information and just display it three different ways, ways because remember, they only are seeing your posts about one third of the time and it takes them seven times of seeing it to take action. So now hopefully they will see one of those posts and get something out of it. Number four is image size. So image size, when Instagram first started, if it wasn't a square, you had to crop it, right? Like the 1080 by 1080, um, or one to one was the size. And if you were posting a photo or something that wasn't that size, you actually had to crop and change the size of the post. Now you can do a 1080 by 1350, or even in Canva, there is a template now that it says Instagram portrait. 
Um, they are much higher engagement rates on those larger posts. It's harder for people to scroll by without seeing them. Um, and so we are seeing a better growth rate with a, the larger post. And so again, I'm going to say those numbers again, it's 1080 by 1350. And if you're in Canva, it is a um, Instagram portrait design size. But I will tell you this, if you are using templates in Canva, it is much easier to find good templates in the square, the one-to-one -one or the 1080 by 1080 um, Instagram post. And then you can just simply resize it to the 1080 by 1350 and it, it becomes much easier. All right. All right. We are halfway there. Number five, tag your location. So when you are tag, when you are, I get this question all the time. Should I tag the destination I'm, po I'm posting about or should I put where I am? Let me say this as loudly as I can. I feel like I could get up on a soapbox about this. Travel clients like to plan with people who are close by. That means they want to plan with people who are in their general area. So what I recommend you do is think of areas around you. So I am in Bristol, Tennessee. We live in an area called the Tri-City. So there's Bristol, Johnson City, and Kingsport that are three cities. But I also live right on the Virginia border. So there's Abingdon, Virginia, and Marion, Virginia, which is where I grew up, all close together. And so I can make a list of these different communities that I would like to plan travel for people. So um, within an hour, an hour and 15 minute drive, I could write out like eight different towns or communities that I would like to reach. And what I can do is just cycle through and just use those locations. Um, the reason that I'm using that location is if people tend to follow like hometown boutiques and stuff, they are probably going to get notifications or it's going to pop up like a recommended thing for them because it's nearby. Also, small uh, chamber of commerce commerces may share your post or the town of whatever may share your post. And so by utilizing those geotagging locations of your local area, you are more apt to be seen to your client pool. If you're posting about Disney World and you tag location Disney World, you know who else is tagging the location Disney World? Other people who are at Disney World, like they're showing their vacation photos and they're tagging that. So much, much better off to tag the location that you are in and then utilize that list that I just talked about. All right. Number six, use all the features. Guys, Instagram and Facebook essentially like it when you use all the features that they have. They put them out there for a reason. So use them. Um, reels, lives, stories, I, if you go back a couple podcasts ago when I'm talking about Instagram as your storefront, stories tell people whether the lights are on or not. Use those stories. Instagram, um, reels, stories, uh, lives, posts, all of the things. The more that you can use feature-wise, the better off you are. Just repurpose. You don't have to start from scratch every time. You can totally repurpose, but use the features if that's where you're trying to grow. Numbers. Seven, I think I'm like lost on what number I'm on. Anyway, engage. Something that is often forgotten. And we I will tell you, I have an engagement specialist on my team. She does all of our engagement strategies. 
This is something that she specializes in. We see far more growth based on engagement than anything else. When you post, you are simply waiting on them to come to you. When you engage, you are going out. Now, again, I've said it a thousand times and I'm going to say it a thousand and one. Don't, hey girl, I can plan that for you then. If you are going into an engagement time period, so you're sitting down for 15 minutes to engage. If the only thing that you are there to do is to make a sell, you're doing it wrong. You literally have to go after it and trying to build community and connection with people because that will lead to sales down the road. So you can't go after it thinking that I'm going to lead to a sale today. You have to go out to it and think I'm building a community which will grow my business in the long run. So engage with people in a conversational manner. Be um, intentional about your engagement. Really ask questions, learn about people. Um, and it's really going to help you and engage with your ideal client rather than just hey, um, anything that pops up. All right. I'm trying to find where I am. Uh, be relatable. Okay. Relatability is so important. Perfection is not relatable. Most people see perfection. And they run the other way. It's one of the reasons why I think aesthetic grids are out because people see those things as perfection and unattainable and they like to be joined in the mess and the muck. And so do, as far as I'm concerned, unless you really, really love aesthetic grids, you can toss them out the window. Um, because most people, number one, don't consume Instagram like that. And number two, they need, in order for them to relate to you, they need to see something that's not so picture perfect. Your feed should be professional, but your stories can be personal and relate to them. But you can also use memes and gifts of, that your ideal client would relate to. I use Gilmore Girls and Big Bang Theory a lot because those are shows that like I love, Grey's Anatomy, things like that. They're they're personally me. And so other people who love those shows connect to me through those shows. Um and and that kind of thing. I mean, I I share my faith. I am happy for anyone else to share their faith even if it's differing than mine. That's that is completely fine. Um and but I have connected with people with the same faith as me, but I've also connected with people who have differing faiths than me because I've shared my faith and they, it just sparked a conversation and we've connected and related that way, even when it's not the same. And so that, that as well is, is there. So be relatable. If, if your ideal client has small kids and you have small kids, you can relate through the mess and the sound of Legos dumping out on the floor and all of that stuff. So really focus in on being relatable. All right, number nine, optimize. Optimization is like the last step. When I started this podcast, I talked about talking to your ideal client, being data-driven based on your business and data and goals and not Instagram's data and goals. There's all of those things I mentioned at the front. And those are important. Those are Those have to come first. Once you feel certain and solid in those, then we can add in the optimization. And the optimization is sure, it's hashtag strategy. Yes, hashtags are not dead. They are still a thing. You don't, it's it's very different than it started. I will tell you to watch my Instagram feed. I have some info coming out about optimization. Um, but keywords are also important now. And your bio is important. And the value content and who are you targeting? All of those things fall into optimization. Are, am I creating content that 
is optimized, meaning is my ideal client going to find it value valuable? Am I using appropriate hashtags for the content? Um, am I keeping them between 15 and 750,000? Am I using keywords like that? I, if someone was to search that this is what I would want to come up for. All of those things are important. And I know I had a ninth one and I have to like, I'm literally going to have to sit here and like think about it because I can't remember. And I apparently did not write, I mean, not ninth, 10th one down. Um, Hmm. crud. You know, what's going to happen is I'm going to stop recording this in a minute and I'm going to think of it, but I should have written it down, but I didn't. Anyway, let me roll back through those really quickly and maybe it'll make me think of it, but series, creating series helps you get people to come back and look at your content. I know what it was. Hmm. The, the last way, see, I told you if I went back through it, that would work. The last way is when you are creating content that is bingeable. So your goal, if we are talking about the algorithm, one of the things that the Instagram algorithm likes is to keep people on your page. The watch time is a measurable um, insight at this point. So the longer that you are, they are on your page, the better off. So if you are creating content that is bingeable, just like a series would be bingeable, but other content as well. So if you're always talking to your ideal client, then once they land on your page and they love your content, they're going to stay there and look at more content that you have, which is going to push you higher up in the algorithm ranking. And it's going to make them want to convert from a visitor to a follower. And so creating that bingeable content means that you've got to create things that relate, which we mentioned that they find valuable. Um, they understand, they feel seen, heard, and understood. Those are the things that create bingeable content and that will help you grow as well. I knew I would think of it going back. Okay. So series, creating bingeable content, using favorites and notifications as calls to action, mixing it up and using all of content types, creating the image size in the Instagram portrait or 1080 by 1350, tagging your location, create that list of locations around you and rotate through those. Make sure that you are doing intentional engagement, use all features of the platform, be relatable and optimize. Those are your 10 great ways to grow, but that always comes after you're creating content for your ideal client. You understand your business goals and how your social media content helps lead people through a journey and supports your overall marketing plan. All right. I can't wait to hear what you all thought about this episode. And next week, it is everybody's favorite. It's time for a TA roundtable. So I'll see y'all then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review below and come find me on Instagram at Kelly Haysmith and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Make sure to check back every Friday for a bonus episode, Five Things Friday, and every Tuesday for a brand new episode. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review below and come find me on Instagram at Kelly Haysmith and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Make sure to check back every Friday